Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. And today is uh, it's a great day because you're going to hear three voices on this podcast this week. Yay! The Bernstins are reunited. It feels so good. Mm. I didn't agree to speak at all. <laughs> I don't know what this third voice you're talking about is. I'm just going to make noises. And if you, noises hey, and if you hear random the, boops and beeps. And if you hear the fourth voice on this podcast, go get help because there's only three of us. And those mm, are the voices yes. in your head. Uh, well, so it would be one voice in your head. Well, there's probably more if you got one. Well, then you would hear four or five, maybe six voices. Yeah, your math why, is why off, you gotta, why you gotta Why you got to spit on my cupcake? Because your math is wrong. Way wrong. It's off. Your math is off. Way off. You forgot how to math. <laughs> As a side note, I just have to know how Hollywood Babylon was uh, live. Uh, many much fun. Uh, it was really enjoyable. The uh, the place in Philly, the the punchline was very nice, very uh, spacious. There was wasn't a bad seat in the house. Uh, a lot of fun, good times. Um, you know, my brother likes to randomly speak to strangers at other tables, and I'm just trying to enjoy the show. So it was good. It was really good. I'm bummed because I, I wrote an email asking and it for did a not shout get out for read. you. It did not get I'm read. I was sitting there. I was sitting there throughout the entire email shout out section, going shit. Please don't read it. Please don't read it. Because I know, I know CJ wrote in. And I know he tried to embarrass me. And luckily, I'm a little it wasn't, bummed. It wasn't uh, good enough to make the show. A little, bu- okay a little it. bummed it didn't make the show. For real. Uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> of course you're okay I read, I read Josh the email. It wasn't too embarrassing. No, man. And, and it would have been, been Kevin Smith talking to you personally. Yep. I know. That's I know. why I'm bummed. I'm not bummed like, oh, Brian wasn't embarrassed in fucking public. It's it's like, you know, there was this CJ tried to create an opportunity wherein you get to interact personally with Kevin Smith. That's pretty that's pretty awesome. It would have been awesome. It would have been there. There's there's always next time. There so, will be other times, I'm sure. I do have just a couple things to talk about from your dual podcast. Oh, just a, just just a just a, a hang on. I I wrote notes. Oh God! Let me, let me pull these up here. Um, there we go. Okay. So, are you ready? Can can I can I go through this now? Mm. Uh, absolutely. All right. So I'm not gonna go through the blockbuster movie by movie. We all know what movies I'm seeing. Clearly, I saw Thor. Clearly, I'm seeing Justice League. Um, I do want to mention what CJ said about Coco. Because I actually got complaints about this, and it was the first thing I thought of as well, was that Coco was based off of some movie that nobody cared about. CJ? CJ? Yes. Once again, you're wrong. No. Yes. That movie is is actually a, a really good movie. I've seen it. It's actually very well done. Book of B, Life? If Book of Life. Josh also um, said that no one saw that movie. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're both fucking wrong because Look, not only is I, I've been made to watch it ten times because my kids, I don't like it. There was there was a seventy seven percent you know user rating on Rotten Tomatoes, meaning people liked it and and saw it and liked it. So people you're sat wrong. their children in front of a television. Yeah, that's what that away. means. It just um, means that yeah, the, a lot of kids went. Right. CJ, drink bleach. Um, wow. Also. Wait, in just in general or just for, in general, just in general over, over that. And what I'm about to say next, how the fuck do you not know Daisy Ridley's name? Uh, it escaped me for the moment. Daisy also, Ridley. You, you, uh, Daisy Ridley plays Ray. My name is, is also in Murder on the Orient Express. My name is two letters long. So, I mean, there's I'm surprised I even remember my own name. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know. Either. <laughs> it's it's Daisy Ridley. Anyway, Josh um, gets to blame on some of these topics. How come I'm the one? I, I'm, I'm blaming this? both of you, but I, I really am just mad at CJ. Um, the, I mean, you guys nailed it as far as the Lion King cast. I think it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you guys nailed it with Fast and Furious drama. No one gives a shit about Roman. So <laughs> right. I, I, I don't care. How are you going to fight the I Rock? What kind of idiot are you, you? You can't. You can't fight the Rock. Um, I find it very odd that you were able to speak for like 13 minutes on a cheeseburger emoji. No one gives a fuck about it. Uh, come on now. That no, was, that care. whole thing is ridiculous. Don't care. Don't care. Um, yeah, that's all I have. I think everything else you guys pretty much nailed uh, correctly. Um, and I'm, I'm ready for today's and, episode. And, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm excited. You owe me some, you owe me some uh, Shazam talk. So we'll, we'll see if that makes it into to Cape Talk this week. 
I, I, I am I am more than happy to talk about Shazam if you're if you're going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about. Oh, we'll see. All right. Are you going to talk about what I think before we go ahead and start the, the before we start it? Start what? The show. Any, any other grievances you need to air? Anybody? No. Gre- any all grievances, grievances aired. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would like to start this episode with a uh, advance warning. If you have not seen Stranger Things two or shame on you. four, shame Ragnarok, on you. Uh, shame and then uh, go shame. to the show notes and shame. I will have the timestamps for each of these conversations to avoid spoilers because we're going to talk about these two things because I want to get your guys thoughts on, on what happened and I want to start with Stranger All Things too. the spurlers so I want to ta- start with, Stan- with so I want to start with Stranger Things too. very curious to just kind of get your your hot take on this season uh, and just what you thought about it I want to start with Josh uh, better than the first um the adults weren't dog shit. Uh, the kids were still fantastic. Max is amazing. Um, and overall, I mean, I, I watched it essentially in less than a day. So, it was, you know, pretty freaking great. Brian? Um, I actually thought this season was worse than the first season. I liked it. I I really enjoyed it, but I did not think it was as good. Um, I mean, from a character standpoint, I thought it was fantastic. I thought there, a lot of the character development was really well done, especially in some of the relationships that formed throughout the season. Um, but overall, story wise, I I wasn't tr- overly impressed. Um, you can tell that a lot of this season was closing a couple loops from the first season and setting up for like multiple seasons to in the next you know couple years. You don't think that the scale of the the big bad that they fought like it was it was it was far it was far bigger. Oh yeah, it was far bigger, but like nothing happened with it. It's what clearly set up for this big bad to be something bigger in the next few seasons. I agree with you, Brian, that I did not like this season as much as I did with season one. And for me, it really had to do with there wasn't as much suspense and horror in not horror, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't terrified. There was plenty of horror. Yeah, but I I wasn't as I wasn't as scared as I was in the the first couple seasons. And I was the first season. I wasn't uh, I I don't know. Something about it was a little off. I liked it. It's still better than like a ton of other shows that are currently available to you right now. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a great show. But uh, following the first season is really hard. They did a good job with it. I I think they could have done a lot worse. So I'm very happy that they made the choices that they made. I just prefer season one over season two. Before we get too far into what our expectations are, I want to talk about, though, the controversial episode. Uh, The one that is splitting fans, and that is the one where uh, Eleven goes to Chicago. You mean the uh, thing lo- that has nothing to do with what's actually happening yeah, in the a, season at all? A lot of people, uh, to me, I think it really ruined the narrative of the season, and it felt like they were slow. They just made a pilot for this cast of misfits, like the Runaways. It most definitely felt like this is going to come up again in season three or season four, but it it felt so out of place. It didn't feel like like. I keep on reading uh, reviews or in interviews like, oh, it's integral to Eleven's growth and everything. I'm like, you could no. have done that without this episode. This this episode was not needed for what Eleven needs to do at the end. And Josh is like really breathing hard. So, Josh, you, you go ahead and say, you know, why I'm wrong. Um, could Magneto have reached full potential without Charles Xavier? That's not what this is. It's exactly what this is. It's no, precisely it's what this is. I don't this, feel that. Her eight there, number eight there, unlocked her full potential. Unlocked Elle's full potential. Which she could not have closed the gate without. Oh, but that's, see that look Brian just no, gave me? No, I disagree. Me? That's the that's the go. God damn it, Josh. He's right. I, I, I th- no, I think not. it would. I, I think it would have done a different way. And it's the same thing that you get with a lot of superheroes, where hate, while it is powerful, more powerful is happy moments or just another way of thinking, not necessarily dwelling on hate. I mean, look at the Jedi. If you want to look at 
those comparisons. I think Hopper hanging over this this gate, saying, "Think of all the people that are with you. Think about saving the the boys. Think about you know helping that's, out everyone." That's up not what in she Hawkins. thought about in that right, moment, right? Exactly. But have, doing that moment would have given you the exact same result of closing the gate, uh, and it would have been better. I think coming from Hopper, that's a random with, person. She needed someone with a shared experience. First of all, she's been alone in the world her entire life. Now she has a connection to her mother. She understands. Right. So contextually, that's important. And she has a connection to another human being who shares her experience. And that's important. These things are incredibly important in her character development. And that's why you can't go without that episode. I don't know. I I I really feel like it, it ruined I just the f- think you could have done it differently. I agree. I, I think I, it, I'm not you- saying you couldn't do it differently. I'm saying that you can't do this se- this season without that episode. Well, what we're saying is, why you could you just write a better episode, things, but write a better episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't need. Better, I didn't I, need a sneaky pilot. This is a way for you to say. Do you think people will watch like a Runaways? But we have eight who's leading this charge. It's more like SLC then- Punk. Yeah, and the fans are like, uh, no, we don't want that. Don't do that again, please. And it's just a sneaky – I thought it was a sneaky way for Netflix to try to do a pilot without making a pilot. I, I didn't like it. Fans My, are idiots. At the end of the day, for me, I was like, oh, we did all this for a makeover. Fantastic. Like The first the first five episodes of the first season, I, I was not on board. And um, it took the last five to get me on board. And this picked up. About a year later, like a, a one week shy of a year later, I, I mean, it was awesome. It was so very my, cool. My other question then is, who is the MVP for this season? Who do you think was the the standout? That's hard because they all fucked up in their own way this season. They did. I, I, I'm going to go Harrington. I was going to say Harrington. Me too. It's probably probably the person that I actually enjoyed <laughs> I watching like, the most. Why is yeah. Steve a soccer mom now? Driving kids great. to, to great. dances. But, and yeah, but not just. Them. No, but no, like, it was great. I liked the fact that it was a redemption from his last taking last Dustin season. under his wing, really Absolutely. forming this great friendship with Dustin. Yep. Um, that was so okay. I, so Harrington or or Bob Newby superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of Bob those two. Awesome. Because look, if not for if not for Bob, Did, Sheriff Dumpster fires dead. Yes, absolutely. Did right. anyone and else the, think that Bob was going to be somehow bad? That he was yes, that was a huge. I thought I thought, I thought that's when, what was happening the whole time when he was driving Will to school and telling him the story about the Mister 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 what's the Baldo? I don't know the clown. Yeah, yeah Mister yeah, Baldo. Baldo. Yeah, uh, I, I thought why why is he telling him to face this thing? He doesn't know what he's dealing with. And then I right. thought, is this like some sort of right? But then that quickly went away. Like it was very clear that Bob was just a he was a good dude. And now he gone. <laughs> and he gone damn he, quick. He gone. Uh, I, I did like it. There was one headline, and I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about this part. Uh, I read a headline that said, Stranger Things 1 was for me as a, as a nerd. Stranger Things 2 was for the studio and for Egos. And I'm curious what you think about just some of the charm that made season one so good and did it all carry over to season. It was just basically a ton of product placement. They're just saying like, Whoa, the, the Steve going, it's finger licking good. And you know, all the ego product placement to me, I just think that's way Netflix pays for this shit. Like you want more of it. Let them say one or two Uh, lines. All right. I mean, I disagree with them. Uh, also I like the crazy lawyer guy too. He was good. Oh, Murray. Yeah. 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 Murray was good, but okay. So, I I don't know, man. I mean, it it just seems. I disagree like with the article, was, so I'm it, just curious if you guys thought it was too much. No, no, because I felt like there there was no, I felt like there was no drop off in in quality or or story. I thought everything fit really well. I was I was very happy with the whole thing, start to finish. I I watched it twice. My my last question is about, is around uh, Mad Max. What do we think about that character coming into the 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 troop and just kind of hanging out with the team? I I liked her a lot. I think she's a good addition. I really liked her. I think I think she's uh she fits well with the with the other kids. Um I understand the need to introduce her and her brother because they wanted like her brother to be like an actual like human villain. <laughs> right. Like a human antagonist, yeah. And you know what? The entire time, like for the first four episodes, I'm like, all right, this guy looks like Zach Efron with a porn stash that's and a mullet. That's a two. But then like after like episode three, I'm like, I know this guy. It took me like four to five really? episodes to realize he's in Power Rangers. He's right. You didn't know that right away. He's Jason from Power Rangers. He's, 
He's the Red Ranger. I had yeah. no freaking clue. Oh, dude, I knew I it right away. I so much. He's going to show Mrs. Wheeler his Red Ranger. That's yeah, exactly he's going to show Mrs. Wheeler uh, exactly where his Zord is. Don't worry. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh, finally, just the standout moment. What was the moment to you that, that really kind of rocked this season and, and should really be the one that people pay attention to? What was your favorite moment for this season? Uh, the entirety of episode eight. Episode eight is where they're escaping from the Hawkins, right? Right, yeah. Rip Bob, yeah. That episode was great. For me, it was the dance. Because, again, this movie is... The snowball dance? Breaking some of the cliches, oh, right? Oh, you're such a softy. It's wrapping up the, the, the tease where Mike asked her to the snowball dance. It's the fact that Eleven gets to experience just one bit of normalcy out of her life. Uh, you get Dustin getting a fantastic moment that, you know, normal shows would have just said, oh, yeah, he gets cough and asked the girl out and they dance with him. And no, he gets rejected like real life occurred there. I thought it was an extremely honest moment. And I thought it was a great way to to leave our characters, especially with the end, with the big looming danger in, in the background. So for no, me, you know what? I want to change my answer. Go ahead. What's, what's, what's your answer now? It's not the snowball dance. <laughs> um, it's, the, it, it's the it's the fight between Eleven and Hopper. Where she throws that tantrum. Oh, yeah. That was a great scene. Burns? Uh, um, I, I think... I'm not sure I can settle on one moment. So, because Brian gave two, I'm going to go ahead and do that as well. Um, <laughs> when all the ruckus outside of the buyer's house um, turns out to be L, that's, that's, a, that's a holy shit moment. That was pretty great. Um, but maybe even... For I like the probably like sitting on my sofa, like like putting my hands up in the air was uh Jonathan hooking up with Nancy at the lawyer's house. I was right. very happy about that. I, I have I have one follow <laughs> and the the you. awkward the awkward breakfast that followed. <laughs> the pullout joke. Yeah, how how yeah. was the pullout? How was the pullout? <laughs> the the obvious improv when he drops the eggs. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So good. I do have a question though, Josh, from your a criticism that you had of, of last season. I'm curious to see if they handled it better or if it's just more the same. And that was uh the Mike's dad, Mr. Wheeler. No, he's still the worst dude ever. You still think he's a terrible dumpster fire of hell. Yeah. Terrible the Wheeler parents are awful awful. awful I, I do like the fact that he gets called out uh by Dustin. You don't fucking know anything. Right, right. <laughs> so useless. Right. So good. All right. So uh bottom line, all love Stranger Things too. Oh yeah. Thought Still it was great. It. Has any did anybody watch the uh Beyond Stranger Things after show? I did. Was, yes. I thought it was really interesting. You learn a lot of insight. Definitely worth your, your time to check that out. Totally. All right. Any other final thoughts on Stranger Things? Watch nope. it. Okay, so if you've uh, skipped past the spoilers of Stranger Things 2, again, I don't know why. Please go watch it. It's amazing. And then after you watch the entire season, go check out the after show Beyond Stranger Things. It's definitely worth your time. It gives you a lot more uh, in-depth analysis than, than we can do. And I want to now talk about Thor Ragnarok. So if you didn't see this for some reason, you can go to our show notes right there and you can skip ahead. Uh, but also go to a theater and go see it. I saw it twice. I saw it twice, and Laura sent me a Facebook message going, the kid is back on the escalator again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie's good. I, I really enjoyed it, so I'm very, very uh, interested to hear what you guys have to think, and I want to start with Brian. Uh, I would love to hear your uh, your hot take on Thor Ragnarok. I I highly enjoyed it. It was most definitely the best Thor movie. Nice. Uh, probably would be in my top seven Marvel movies. Um. Really good. I a lot of fun, a lot of good comedy, uh, really good story. I really liked the, Hella. I, I, I love the villain in this movie. She was really well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just it was fun. And, and honestly, like it's been a long time since I was able to just have fun with Thor. So it was good. Yeah, I thought this movie embraced the hokiness that is Thor, and just uh, just the 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 juxtaposition to him as, as many humans. Uh, I thought they did a great job with that. I also thought they did a good job of melding what worked from Guardians of the Galaxy and then just this director's own interpretation of this movie, putting it together into into one. Taiki Watiti. Yes, and he played Krog, the the Blue Rock dude. Yes, uh, and it was very standout clear, star in that movie. It was very clear that a lot of this movie had uh, improv in it too. That the character, that the actors were allowed to to kind of go off the rails a little bit, and it, I think it made the movie. Really, really, really good. Uh, and the action was fantastic. Uh, Josh, what was your hot take? Um, 
probably I think I like it better than most Marvel movies. Like it's probably top four for me. And it, it was awesome. Like start to finish. It was awesome. It wasn't like you said, embrace the hokiness. And I think they managed to completely overcome it and forget embracing it. Okay. Way beyond. And they I, started, they started to did by, by completely dismissing the hokiness that is Asgard by having Loki impersonating Odin. Yeah. Like super early. Did we and all? That was, oh, that was great. Ahead. We all caught the 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 Easter eggs or the the tips of the hat in the the play that went on, right? Yes. So we, yeah, we saw Matt Damon, Matt Damon, right? You saw, do you know who was playing Thor? His uh, lesser known Hemsworth brother. <laughs> His lesser known right. Hemsworth brother, was it Luke Luke Hemsworth or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's Luke Hemsworth. And then, uh, do you know who played Odin? Sam Neill. That's right. Yes. From Jurassic Park, yo. Yes, I, I did my homework. I was I was. I lost it at that scene. That oh, scene was great. Matt was Damon nice had see... me cracking the hell up. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see Anthony Hopkins kind of like be a little jokey because whimsical he's Loki in disguise. Yeah, yeah, he's a little yeah, whimsical. Yeah. He's not yeah. at all like dour and shit, which was which was cool. I mean, you you could definitely tell whatever plans they had for this third movie, they completely shifted and pivoted. And yeah. and it, it it didn't the movie didn't suffer because of it, which was really nice. It was a million times better than the first two Thor movies, which are like at the bottom of the barrel. Dude, uh, Dark World is my one of my least favorite Marvel movies. I like it's, Ant-Man better than Dark World. I, uh, I like Ant-Man in general. I, uh, I like, Yeah, all right. Slightly better than Dark World. Not much, but yeah, all right. Uh, I also am curious about the quick, the, I mean, just real quick cameo of uh, Doctor Strange, paid by... Uh, that was Warren. very cool. That scene was very cool. I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> Dude, I that is the <laughs> moment, both times, just got me. Just just, just got me every single time. Uh, it was really Even though Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston was, was fantastic. He was wearing this he, terrible wig, though. It all the time. bothered the fuck out of me. But, but I, I mean, it was a nice... It was a nice uh, way to interconnect them so that when Doctor Strange shows up in Avengers, not everybody is like, who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, Thor will be like, hey, I know that guy. It's a friend from <laughs> He's work. He's a friend from work. Yes. It's a friend from work. Um, now, so yeah, my, I mean. My favorite part of this whole thing was how well they did the Hulk. Yes. Like, yes. Because Mark Ruffalo was, actually got to voice Hulk this time. It wasn't Lou He Ferrigno. did. He did. And it still shows me he, we can't do a standalone. He can't. He, we can't do it. Like, I'm not there. But really 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 good and the the relationship between him and the valkyrie that was very cool as well i there i didn't have i didn't have a complaint not a single one agreed i I mean i I can't really think of anything that that really bothered me uh, about the the movie uh i thought it was a good marvel villain which uh, are sometimes in in short supply i thought they did a, a really great job with her uh, I liked what Idris Elba's character was able to do too. The fact that you know he he's not done, and I mean Jeff Goldblum was Heimdall, 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 and Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, hilarious. Is, it was fantastic. No, he was great. And, he and was if, great. Why are you I handing had... me the melty stick? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! I I don't like I don't like that word. Okay, yes, the people, the prisoners with jobs, with jobs. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. The the best the best moment the best Jeff Goldblum moment in that movie for me was when he was just like oh you know yeah on yeah on on you know any other planet I'd be like four hundred years old but on Scar and he just smiles and he just gives that little <laughs> smile and you're like what the hell uh, no Jeff Goldblum, I think he said thousands I think he said thousands of years old no it was yeah, millions thousands. I thought it was millions something like that no, either way it was good it was listen, really Jeff good Jeff Goldblum did a great job uh, of taking the show but I I do have to say Krog. Uh, I mean, he was the the was little it break. Krog or is it Korg? Korg, Krog, K O R G. I don't know. K O R G is Korg. Korg. That's a that's a. Yeah. Anyway, he was great. I love it, the fact he's he's talking at one scene and then a little rock falls off because other thing is that and it just carries on with the rest of the conversation. Everything about this movie, I'm serious, was was fantastic, and I did like the fact that they had this it's relationship. Korg. Korg. I do mm-hmm. like the fact that they had this relationship with. Uh, Valkyrie, but it wasn't a beat your head over the oh she's the romantic you know character. No. They, they didn't do that. By the way, uh, Jenny hated Korg, but I I absolutely loved it. Uh, Korg was great, especially at the end when, when Thor's <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, "What me. planet are you from?" He's like, "Oh, 
I, I've stepped on him. I've just been carrying him around all day because I, I feel really upset by it. <laughs> but, oh, he's like, alive. Oh, he's alive. Oh, what was your question again? <laughs> so good. It was very well done. I, I, I love that. Like, there were so many, like, really, like, great moments. The get help moment was really great. <laughs> yep. Because it's followed. It's, it's following a really tender moment between Thor and Loki where Thor's just like, listen, we were, we yeah. were always going to end up here. You know, I grew up you know loving you and idolizing you but you're not you're not me we're just we're different people by the way we should do get help <laughs> <laughs> right right like, no, i don't want to do, do get help i don't want to do get help i hate get help <laughs> yeah, no. uh i i will say that elevator scene though was a a very important scene because it, it really was the the most grounded and truthful they've probably been to each other in a, in a long time uh, and I think it made Loki – I think it affected Loki a little bit. And I think maybe it can lead to some redemption for his character down the road because, I mean, immediately well, after you know, the redemption, yeah. once he gives Thanos I, the Tesseract, he's screwed. Well, we'll see. But, I'm um, not sure about that. I think I think he's going to – I think he's going to have to play a pivotal role. I, I think it's I think it's either make or break for him. I don't know if he makes it out of Infinity Wars alive if he's on the wrong side of this. It's too I wouldn't be surprised. I I would be. You, what, you, I mean, he's been in so many movies. And I don't think he kill. I don't think he kill him off. Is what I'm saying. I think. I think he has to play a pivotal role. My question is uh, the the one character that I wasn't crazy about, but I completely understand how he was used, and I and I think they Scourge. did a good job. Was Scourge? Yep. Scourge just he, is, he was he was the he was the the yes man that was put in place to replace Heimdall when Heimdall was exiled. Yeah, like, I, I do like the fact that they, ob- it was obvious. Brian, I, I I did a little research before I saw this movie. Oh, uh, and I saw that I saw that Scourge had a storyline where he basically does redeem himself by shooting up a bunch of villains as a ship leaves full you mean, of infinite civilians. Much like the end of that movie, much like the end of the movie. So they were very true to that comment, and I, I like the redemption they gave him. I just kind of felt like, uh, you know, they could have done more with that. That, that did character. you like the sports reference? Which which one? His guns from Texas are named Dez and Troy, which are two, one current and one former Dallas Cowboy football player. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Dez Bryant, Troy Aikman, Dez and Troy. When you say them together, it's destroyed. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a sports reference. It was a sports reference. It absolutely was a sports reference. You you take whatever you want. He didn't say Dez. He said Dez yeah, and Troy. No, wouldn't, you're My right, fucking nine-year-old is sitting there going, he's totally talking about the Cowboys. I'm like, I know, buddy. It's pretty cool, right? He's like, it's really cool that he said <laughs> Dez and Troy and Texas. <laughs> All right, listen. If that's what you get out of it, that's good. That's what everybody got out of it, CJ. Nah, I didn't get out of it. what everybody got out of it. Because what you got out of it was sports. Sports. Oh, uh, so what What did you guys think of, uh, about uh, Valkyrie? Because uh, to me, I think she's going to be a, a real interesting new member to the, the team going forward for Infinity Wards. I'm just curious kind of what you thought about what they did with that character. Uh, I think she's more likely to go away or get killed off than anybody else. No way. I don't okay. think so. Nope. Right. I, I disagree. Um, I liked her. I think I think she's I, I think Tessa Thompson is great in a lot of the movies that she's in. She's always, she is great. You know, she's yes. always good. So, I mean, I, I liked her. I liked the way they did her backstory. I like, you know, when she first shows up and she falls off the ramp because she's so drunk. Like, you know, it, it was a, a nice little kind of redemption story arc for her, you know, coming g- going back to, you know, um, Asgard to redeem herself. She's pretty badass. Yeah. Yep. It was good. I, I Everything was good. I liked, I liked the relationship between her and, and Hulk. Yep, which you know is just this friendly relationship. Some, I think I know yeah. you from somewhere. I think I know you from somewhere, and yeah. then like, <laughs> and then when Bruce throws himself out of the plane and slams on the Rainbow Bridge, that was great too. <laughs> All of it was good. So good. Uh, so yeah, this movie uh, definitely uh, up there in, in in my at least I think top ten of Marvel movies. Uh, I I mean I highly recommend it. And and here's the other question I have. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, not necessarily. Definitely in the top ten. Any other final thoughts? Okay, on the never mind. Rock? No, if you haven't seen it, uh, and if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, you're definitely doing it wrong. But uh, if you haven't seen it, you're doing it wrong. All right, that is the end of all of our spoiler conversations. So if you've skipped basically the first half of this show, uh, welcome back. It's nice to have you here. And also, uh, as Josh said, you're doing it wrong. Go see Stranger Things and Thor Ragnarok. So absolutely. 
It is now time to go ahead and take a look at what is happening in the world of movies. It is time for that kind of nerd to go screen to screen. And we are starting this week with uh, what I feel is some fantastic news, and that is Universal's shared monster universe, uh, the Dark Universe, has officially been put on hold. <laughs> After Hang one on. movie. Hang on a second. Really? Really. Hold on. I'll call Ripley's. <laughs> this was the one Hello, that hello with Ripley's? the Ripley's? Ripley's, I've I've got some news for you. Ripley's, yes, yes. No, you do believe it. You you you're not surprised at all that Universe killed this universe after one shitty movie. Really? Well, so it, it can't be in your book. <laughs> Damn it! That's the Guinness book. Not your Ripley's you're, has a book too. You're crossing streams. Don't cross the. I'll streams, cross whatever right? streams I want. Was um was Dracula untold? supposed to be the actual the initial start of this yeah no no yes and no universal tried this shared universe before and they were going to quietly try and do it and start with dracula untold right and dracula untold was such a shit storm at the box office they said ah, let's not do that right but then this time they said you know what we're going to tell everybody that we're doing a shared universe and <laughs> right. because we're doing this shared universe people will go see the mummy and the yeah, mummy no. Did not do well at all. And then it started out with them saying, oh, well, we're going to delay Bride of Frankenstein because that was supposed to be next on their list. Right. And now it's just turned into, we're putting this on hold indefinitely. Here's what they're doing instead, allegedly, according to to some reports, is that they're just going to do individual movies of these monsters, which do deserve their own individual movies, but without putting them necessarily in a shared universe. So you can call it the the dark saga or whatever the f- you want to call it, but it's not going to be they're all connected and you know there's there's everybody Tom Cruise going through nine different movies. So uh, this is fine. This is what needs to happen. I I honestly think that unless you are uh, Marvel or DC, uh, universes and shared universes are not in your bag. Stop trying to do that. No, Give up. you can do it. You just need to do it right. What Marvel and what Marvel mostly but, has done right correctly is that their movies the draw is not the character it's not the actor it's the characters and the story you go to see an iron man movie to see iron man not necessarily see robert Downey jr now robert Downey jr has become big in his own right because of these movies but he is iron man yes but but that's the thing when you when iron man one and two were coming out people weren't plunking down money to see robert Downey jr they were plunking down money to see iron man same thing with thor same thing with Captain but, America. They didn't build their entire universe around a multi-million dollar actor, which is what the Dark Universe did by all, automatically saying we're going to have Tom Cruise right. be the mummy and Russell Crowe is in this. Oh, and by the way, we have Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem and all of these ridiculous actors. They kept on pushing the actors and not pushing the concept and no one cared. But that's the thing. This is the only other thing outside of Marvel and DC who has tried this, it, uh, from from my knowledge, right? The only one has tried to make a whole shared universe, not stories that are somewhat connected, but like everyone's going to be in everybody's movie. Like it's it's uh, Universal, DC, so, and Marvel. So it's the only far, three. Yes. So stop so doing far. it. Only two studios can do it. One, only one of them is doing it really well. The other one's really trying to fix it. Like stop. It's about time. I think the universe idea should be just given up. I don't think it's worth. I don't think it's worth anybody else's try. You can't do it. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not Marvel. We'll tell that to Star Wars, I guess. Well, but Star Wars isn't a universe. Star oh, Wars is a what? Star Wars is not a like a Star show. Wars, a, a bajillion people just screamed at you. No, no. Star Wars is not a universe story. It's a. It's a sequel. It's it's one story no, being told over and over again. Most definitely a universe. It's a what total do you universe. What do you call Rogue One or the Clone Wars TV show or I the, the entire TV expanded show. universe? Okay. It's it's absolutely a universe. Hell to Star Trek. Universe. Same okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Retracted. Good. Retracted. Fucking Pixar. Same thing. <laughs> well, Pixar's a, that's a theory, sir. That's it's a universe. A, that's a that's a that is a theory. That is not is an it, official Brian, stance on Pixar. Brian, can I get a ruling on on the Pixar universe? I I, I would still classify Pixar as a universe. That's, that's bullshit. It's literally a theory. We literally had a guy on this show who said know, it's a theory. I know. I know. It's literally. It's a, a theoretical theory. universe. Pixar, Pixar but it's has a universe. even said this is not a shared universe. Like uh, explicitly stated, there's that. a lot of there's a lot of shared. There's shit evidence there. to point to it, but it is technically not a shared universe. I'm it's just, a theoretical universe. Theoretical. What are you, Stephen Hawking? Calm down. 
All right, listen, since we're speaking about Star Wars, there actually is some Star Wars news we definitely need to talk about. Thank God. Ryan Johnson, who, by the way, R-I-A-N, Ryan, stop that. Uh, he is the writer and director of Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi. You're gonna you're gonna say to the guy that wrote and directed a Star Wars movie, you you can't spell your name that way. I'm also, just, you're also you're saying it wrong. I'll, no, it's Ryan. You're no, you're saying it with a Y. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I walked right into that one. Anyway, he has been given a creation. Uh, he's he has been giving Car Blanche to create. His all-new Star Wars trilogy without the Skywalkers. Sure. Fine. Good. Let's do it. My question is, how good is The Last Jedi going to be if you're like, hey, this guy's real good. Hey, do you just want to write three like completely? I don't think it has anything to do with how good this movie's going to be because, let's face it, this movie's going to be great and it's going to bring in a ton of money. Yep. Right. It has to do with the fact that this is, besides J.J. Abrams, one of the only <laughs> directors that and writers that have not given the, given the studio a huge problem. Well, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the president of Lucasfilm, said we all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi, right. and we his creative force is the reason that we're doing this. That's the point, is that right. we all loved working with him. We didn't love working with Lord of Miller. <laughs> we didn't love working with uh, Trevorrow or, or Colin Trevorrow or whatever the heck Trevorrow? his name is. Whatever. But we loved working with Ryan. He doesn't want to rock our, our universe boat too much. So, yeah, why not give him carte blanche? We already got J.J. on episode nine. You're saying I'm going to get three more, at least three more Star Wars movies? At least three more Star Wars movies that are completely separate from the the Skywalker saga. Sign me up. Right? Now, here's my question. With all of the Star Wars source material out there, what would you like to see? I would like to the... I'm going to answer first, and I would like to see The Old Republic. I would like to see a deep dive into the um, midichlorian theory. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I would also like to know about the international trade agreements between all of these galaxies. I just need to know. Uh, I need a Jar Jar Binks trilogy. Don't you I honestly put that out possible. in the world? This, I like the jungle gyms a- in the movie theaters, you shut your I, mouth and you do I don't, not put that out in the world. I don't care. I don't. You know how expansive the Star Wars universe is? There's so honestly, many amazing stories. I would honestly rather he do something completely new, create new characters, create okay. new things right from. On. just set in this universe i don't care if it takes place after this new trilogy in between this new trilogy and the old trilogy or you know way way before i don't care this thing is yeah like 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 you get a reference that like like some some character enters stage right and goes you guys hear the fucked up shit that's happening on tatooine yeah like something like that like something new give me new characters new things new everything i'm i'm down with that okay i think he's the guy who can do it i do too I think it's going to be exciting. There's obviously no release. Also, also, I would just Jar Jar Binks. Throw him in there. I'm oh, good with don't, that. Don't. There's some crazy dude just mowing down Tuscan Raiders. Like, what's that about? <laughs> huh? That's what I mean. Like, I, just, you know, give no, there's give a, us. Again, there's so much. And I, I, I would like give to us a nod, a nod or two. Right. But not but not like a whole like, hey, everybody, did you see that? Uh, that's how you get dark universes. Okay. Uh, there's obviously no solid release date, no buddy attached to it. Literally, it's just the fact that it was announced that right. There Johnson should be no, Jack. there should be no big name actors either. Uh, I agree. Just like what we've been talking about with Titans, let's just stay with people who are just. Uh, at well, least- I was going more for what we saw with A New Hope, like there was really- or, or Force Awakens. Yeah, there's very little in there. Yep. All right. Uh, I, uh, the last bit of screen to screen conversation is I want to talk a little bit about uh, Mosaic. We had talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. This is the app based uh, television series uh, produced by I think it's Steven Sodenberg and uh, yes. in collaboration Tell me more with HBO. About this. So uh, I asked my wife, who is much smarter and more eloquent than I am, uh, to just kind of uh, right exactly to, <laughs> to just kind of head in and give me her take on the show, only because um, it's so interesting. And, and if honestly, if it was my opinion, it would be dismissed. So this is my, my wife's perspective. Uh, you, you get to choose which perspective you get to watch the story from. So you can view uh, a character a different way depending on the path that you choose. So you start off with one impression and then you completely change it once you see it from their perspective. Uh, my impression is I really like the show uh, and I like the format of viewing it. I like that there is the option to go back and choose a different path and that the story is uh, presented to you in a different way. I think the plot could have been a little better, but overall, I am satisfied with the series. 
And that was the thing I liked about it. She's um, wrong. <laughs> did you did you watch it? No, I just feel like dismissing her. Okay, that sounds about right. Um, so here's here's what I will say, Josh, to to quench your fears too. It is a right now on iOS. Which you're gonna quench my fears, or you're gonna quell them? So that's yeah, true. I don't know. Maybe maybe both. Maybe I'll give you some Gatorade. Make it happen. Uh, so, Josh, I'm going to just just calm you down a little bit, give you a little little facts to maybe ease you into possibly exploring I'm this perfect, show. I'm perfectly calm. Okay, good. Uh, it is a iOS. Don't I don't I look don't I look calm? You look beautiful. I mean, just you, glowing. You you look parched though. I think you need something to be quenched. No shit. <laughs> uh, so it is an iOS based application. Don't watch it on your phone. Just don't be that guy. It's on the Apple TV. It's on that, and that's where you should go ahead and watch this. Uh, and what's great is that you'll finish a scene, and they're about thirty minutes, right, or twenty to thirty minutes uh, e- each episode. I put in quotes, and they do these beautiful transitions into okay, now choose which perspective you want to go with. My wife and I, we chose to kind of follow one character's arc uh, for a little bit, and then go back and then see it from another person's point of view. There are these other interactive like PDFs and sub stories, which can kind of give you a little bit more background and a little different perspective while you're in the middle of someone else's story. Uh, mm. But I just went straight through with following someone's perspective, then going back, seeing another. And I'll tell you, man, you you, you follow one person's perspective and you're just like, I know that other character inside of it. I We got it. That guy's the bad guy. And then mm. you, you watch their perspective like, holy shit, what a misunderstood bastard. I can't believe that everyone's treating him so badly. So it's, uh, it, it's really good, and then the ending I I felt uh, was was pretty satisfying. And again, depending on which perspective, you actually get the same ending. It's just which perspective do you get the ending from? So like the facts are still the same. Really interesting. It is less choose your own adventure than we initially thought it was. Thank wait, God. Wait, or wait, CJ, you still talking? I know. I was reading. I was reading an article that's super interesting about how many uh, football players get injured on Thursday night games. It was very interesting. Were you saying something? If anyone needs a, a knife, I have one in my back, and I will send it to you, care of Josh Barrett's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show that we talk about the world of comics, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! It's no longer affecting me. It's affecting everybody. It's affecting the listener. The listeners. It's uh, affecting me more than anybody. Fine. Uh, Brian, we talked a few weeks ago about Zachary Levi taking on the role of Shazam. Yes, we did. Uh, I said that there is a little bit of a Captain. It was also known as Captain Marvel, but they're not allowed to use it as Captain Marvel. He's kind of like Superman, but he's not like Superman at all. Uh, can you just give us uh, the cliff note, the comic 101 about just what sh- who Shazam is and why this is important? Would you like me to tell you what I know, and then you can either correct me or or? Just I would love up? to hear what you think you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a a a young kid who has inherited the powers. Uh, that he, if he says the magic word Shazam, he gets transformed into a grown adult superhero, which basically has the powers of like Hercules and Zeus and a couple other fantastic uh, Greek mythology creatures. He's kind of like a Superman-esque character in super strength. He can kind of fly, and he's very charismatic. And then I know that his nemesis is, or maybe one villain is Black Adam, which will be played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's all I know. Um, You're kind of on the ball there. And that he was known um, as Captain Marvel, and then they... He was known as Captain Marvel back Captain, in the 40s. Captain and, Marvel. And, and, and DC doesn't own the rights to say the word Marvel. So he's primarily known as Shazam. Um, but yeah, he, he is a, a young boy who gets imbued with the powers of six, six Greek gods. So he has like the might of Hercules, the lightning of Zeus, the speed of Mercury and Ares, a couple of others. Mer- yeah. Ares um, and they, yeah, they Solomon. all actually, all the Solomon, the wisdom of Solomon, the, you know, they all actually Whatever. spell out Shazam. Yeah. Um, one of his you know, one of his villains is Black Adam. From what I understand, Black Adam will not be showing up in the Shazam movie. Correct. He will actually show up in Suicide Squad too. Allegedly, allegedly. But yes, kind of on the board on, on the ball there. Congratulations, CJ. You knew stuff. Huzzah! I did research and it paid off. So here's the question: Zachary Levi as a casting choice. We all love him from Chuck. Is this the right call for Shazam? 
Are you asking me? I'm asking you and knowing full well the answer is a hell yeah because Zachary Levi is Zachary Levi and shut your goddamn mouth if you think otherwise. But I just want to make sure you are approving. No, I, I, I love Zachary Levi. Here's the thing about Shazam. When he is an adult, he is still a kid mentally. Right. I think Zachary Levi can pull Perfect. that off beautifully. Yep. <laughs> and really they just well. killed yeah. him off in the Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that's a spoiler. My bad. But anyway, he's dead. What? They Sorry. killed Zachary oh, Levi. Oh yeah, they in killed Thor off. Ragnarok. They killed off the Warriors Three in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Well, with, um, yeah, with the exception of one. Well, Asgard pretty much is dead. Anyway, um, yeah, Zachary Levi, you know, can play that like you know, kind of like eight year old trapped in an adult's body who's like trying to do the right thing. Like he could totally do that. We have all seen it because he's done it in Chuck for five years. I, I think he. I think it's a perfect casting choice. I think. You know, he he puts on a couple pounds of muscle. He'll he'll look the part, and I'm I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome. All right. I've never thought for a second that I would a see a Shazam movie and b actually be excited for it. <laughs> and I am excited for this. The moment they announce Zachary Levi, I'm like, yes. Yep. Sign me up. Shut up and take my money. Don't, I'm there. Don't screw this up, DC. We're very happy for you. All right. Well, that's it. It was very quick. I just wanted to get your perspective on Shazam because that is the end of Cape Talk. But as we all know, I love to go around the internet. I love to find the weird. I like to find the obscure. And then I like to ask for a tech perspective. Like, it's been a few weeks. Stretch it out. Oh, that's it? Okay, great. So it's, it's like, it's like you're, you're waiting to interrupt me every week. Anyway. Hey, you guys remember this little company that made this tiny application uh, that was kind of like Maybe. a blip on everyone's radar in the summer? It was called Niantic, right? No-name company. They made this Pokemon Go game. I don't know. It may have been a big craze. Josh Burns, are you ready? They have officially announced that they are going to be creating a Harry Potter AR game launching in 2018. Sure. Sign me up for the summer. So here, exactly, right? So here is my question. Is it going to be a Fantastic Beast and where to find them kind of thing? Or are we actually going to be able to fight each other as freaking wizards? Because if they promise me dueling and I don't get dueling, I'm mad. They didn't figure out dueling. You're still not going to be able to duel. Not in real time, at least. Like, it's just not... it's going to be cool for a few months and then it's going to die off. I'll spend a hundred bucks on it right. and then that'll be the end of it. Brian, what about you? What do you think about Niantic making a Harry Potter app? I think this is a great idea. If they freaking could have just, you know, I don't know. Okay. No, no, no. All right. I wanted to make a really sly joke, but I can't because this is a fucking awful idea. Just, just, just fucking, just, just make Pokemon Go better. Give me the shit that you promised me. Don't start working on another app and promising me uh, different shit from that Harry other. Harry Potter is better than Pokemon. I don't give a shit which one is better than the other. They, they released a half done game and have never figured it out. Right. And now you're going to release another game, probably half done. With another and very popular property. With another very popular property. And, like, you'll get the initial surge for the four months that Pokemon Go got. And then it'll die off again because it's not going to be good. This is a terrible game. A terrible idea. Just All fucking right. take the money and the people and figure out how to give me trading and dueling in Pokemon Go. And then you can work on another game. Mm. Wishful thinking. You have our thoughts. <laughs> uh i i am in the same camp you messed up pokemon and it was a a thing that you told us you could do you said dueling you said trading we didn't get that uh so screw you please don't fuck up harry potter that's my only thing i have to think about so well they're not gonna ruin the brand not the brand i mean the the the, i mean the 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 game you can't ruin the brand harry potter i mean just i mean (laughs) well that's maybe maybe not true challenge accepted sir (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually writing the next fantastic beast and where to find them just to try and do that Uh, as long as fox doesn't get it we're fine uh all right uh the next bit of tech perspective is i i just gotta know if this has affected you guys as much as it's affected the rest of the internet, if you have an iPhone, and this is a time where we can totally make fun of Apple, apparently machine learning was not their forte, and they kept replacing the letter I, if you ever typed out I, with A, and then a question mark in a box? Like Unicode going, I don't know what this is. 
And you can read everyone's fantastic uh, Facebook posts and Instagram posts and Twitter posts with the, the misspelling. I want to know if you guys actually got hit by that. Josh, I know you have the iPhone 10, so I just didn't know if it actually got off to you. Uh, I've been on 11.2 since. Oh, the you're, first you've been beta. I'm beta, so okay. no. But it still was an issue because they had to put out a beta fix to fix it. But okay, didn't get you because hashtag beta. Uh, Brian, is this something that hit, hit you? Uh, you know what's funny? You you sent that to me and said, hey, are you having issues with this? And I was like, no, because I don't know why, but like it would let me type I and it wouldn't automatically autocorrect it because I don't know. Maybe my phone realizes that it's It doesn't dumb. autocorrect it. It just shows up in the sentence. No, it's, it's it would, autocorrecting it would sh- too. See, it wouldn't autocorrect oh, it for me. No, like, I would type that. an I and in the suggestions it would be like, did you mean a question mark? And I was like, no, but I would just hit space and it would still be fine. And then... And that was in text messages. So I was fine. And then two days ago, I went to type out an email from my phone for work. And I was like, I space. What the fuck? Yeah, just, um, yeah. Back to me. All right. And then like I had to hit I. And then I had to hit like the actual like box that makes you choose the wrong spelling of a word. And I clicked that. And I was like, ah, oh, this is so like, so it affected me very minor. My favorite thing right now. Then is I updated last night, and now it's fixed. They put on an update iOS eleven point one point one. So enjoy that, which fixes that issue as well as a, another thing. But here, here's the great, the great part is you can see the people who have not upgraded their phones. Yeah. So you can just be the advocate for, hey, idiot. Yeah. Just go to settings and do the update, please. Just do that, and you'll, you'll be, you'll be happy. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, so it's good to know that it was an easy patch and something you can fix, and because the uh, you know system isn't fragmented, fix, fixes all the phones instead of just you know maybe one and running through the carrier. But hey, whatever to each his own. We, Apple screwed up, but at least they fixed it. Uh, so uh, if you are having that issue, it is not just you. And download I, the new update to iOS, and it will fix it. Huzzah! All right, there is a, a comedian. There is a comedian that I like. His name is James Veach. And he made a fantastic little uh, comedy bit about replying to scam emails and just taking them for a ride and just having a lot of fun with them. Uh, And scam emails are perhaps the worst thing you could possibly get on the internet. But now there is a chat bot and a company that's going to fix this issue for you. Uh, The company NetSafe has an easy solution. If you ever get a dodgy email in your inbox, just forward it to me at rescam.org. It will then create a proxy email account and start replying to the scammer for you, wasting their time with a fantastic chatbot that will just ask them ridiculous questions until they get frustrated and just give up and throw their hands up in frustration. Yes, the internet needs more of this. Give me these amazing tools. This is awesome. Screw you, scammers. So very curious to get your tech perspective on re-scamming a scammer. Seems like a lot uh, of work. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, I would just delete a lot of, scammy. A lot of work. You just, I, I, you just press I, I, I forward will, and say I'm me at rescam. No, I, I don't. I don't care enough. I mean, I will say this. I've been corresponding with this Nigerian prince for the past couple of months. It's been going. Oh, really is he well. coming stateside soon? He, he is. He's coming in like in the next couple of weeks. He told. I mean, he was supposed to come last month, but his you know things got delayed. And you know, obviously, he's a prince. He's got like stuff to do. But, Super uh, busy. He's super busy, but I mean, it, when he comes here, he's gonna give me, you know, twice the amount that I gave him two months ago. So I was very, I'm very excited for it. Solid, that's good. I don't get how it's too much work. That's the part that boggles my mind. You're just forwarding an email instead of that's, just swiping it. I, I but I just ignore it. Yeah, it's called a delete button. You of all people don't want to fuck with them. It's the thing that gets me. How do you not want to fuck with a scammer? I look at this. Sh- I look at this shit and I go, I can't believe people are this fucking stupid delete well if you are interested in this topic you can go to our show notes right there and there's a link to an article that explains uh the the re-scam and this chatbot is fantastic it also has a, a link to a great video uh for uh basically doing this for phones and it's called uh lenny calls they're hilarious i spent like i, I went down a youtube rabbit hole watching those it's fantastic and someone who's worked that kind of job before uh, it's sweet vengeance to the assholes of that community. So definitely go ahead and check out the show notes. It's definitely worth a definitely worth a read. All right, it is now time for the nerd degree. The nerd degree is where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, a movie, whatever. The third degree, and we decide if it passes or we fails. Have yet to do a movie for nerd degree? Just FYI, we could do it one day. Who knows? Uh, so Josh, this topic was actually suggested by you, 
and that is that the Royal Caribbean is making a high-tech ship that lets you be lazier than ever. I love the headline. It reminds me of Wally. Why don't you explain to me uh, exactly what is going on, and we can go ahead and give this the nerd degree. Um, well, it, it's a it's a cruise ship that is basically centered in VR. Right. Everything's VR. You can app control everything stuff brought to you. Not, you know what I mean? Based on location. I, I don't I, like I put it up there because I was like, I'm never getting on a cruise ship. So <laughs> this is already a bad idea. But yeah. for the people that get on there, oh, great. I mean, you don't have to walk anywhere. There's self-driving shuttles The there's some sort of a face ID. Yeah. So from, from what I read from it, I'll, I had the link in the show notes. Uh, they're going to make basically these high tech cruise ships where VR is part of it, but not necessarily the whole driver thing. But it does start with the fact that to get to the cruise ship, you actually get into those driverless buses. Now, ironically enough, this is the same bus that just was in a fender bender in Las Vegas 20 minutes after it started actually being operational. Yeah, so I mean, what's cool about this whole experience is that it's kind of taking technology and putting it in, in a weird place that maybe you don't necessarily think it belongs, like a cruise ship. And having like a dessert VR experience, I think it's a pretty cool application. But the rest of it is about like you order everything from your phone. Uh, they will go ahead and you have Wi-Fi hotspots so they kind of know where you are. So you just order something, bam, they show up. Uh, facial recognition to let you into your room. That stuff's uh, that stuff's a little neat. Uh, I don't think it's ready for for prime time, obviously, but I think it's a pretty cool and unique idea. Yeah, super helpful. So that when you uh, board the ship and immediately get a stomach flu, <laughs> you can order whatever you need right the, to your room. The doctor knows where you are when you're just curled up in a small ball in the fetal position on the bathroom floor, going, "Oh God, I want to die!" Right, with liquid spewing out of every absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. Brian, what about you? What do you think about like a VR kind of a, or even just highly technological built ship that looks like everything you just said is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's all stupid. If I'm going to go on vacation, there is a certain amount of physical activity I am committing to doing for vacation. That's part of being on vacation. If I want to lay down, the whole thing of a cruise ship is like eat as much and drink as much as you want because fuck. Yeah, great. But I I know when I sign up for a cruise that I will have to walk to my room, walk to the buffet, then walk back to my room. That's how this works. If you don't want to do that, take a staycation and stay on your couch all goddamn day and order Chinese takeout. I don't know what the hell does that. This is all thing that was all of this is dumb. The thing that was extremely stupid that like I I know everyone was like that's fucking dumb is no windows in your cabin, a fake balcony, and then like the scenery is like a a tranquil ocean or it could be the jungle or the. You're on the ocean. Yes, like just give me a window. I'm good. I, I I get it. That's peaceful enough. I don't. Why do you need to simulate tranquility? I'm on the yes. ocean. No, or the other part is, hey, I really don't get a like I don't get a window. Like I don't get any windows because I got a screen. Like what are you doing? I'll just I'll just lock my door, I'll put on Netflix and I'll just stay in bed all fucking day <laughs> if that's the case. And we all know and we all know, right? Technology behaves exactly the way it's supposed to with never a glitch or issue. Right, right. So, that's the big problem. So when your screen breaks and you realize, "Oh god, there's no window," and you're like, "Oh shit, you're now instantly claustrophobic." Okay. So obviously for the nerd degree, we have a standard unit of measure when it comes to our ratings, and, and it is the smell of Yankee candles. Uh, Josh, you f- believe this is a terrible idea. As a Yankee candle, this one is body odor. Uh, I say obviously this is this is wet dog. Brian. Wet dog. Wet dog. Wet dog. I um I'm trying. I'm trying to think of of the worst possible smell I can think of um, for my Yankee Candle this week, uh, and, and I, I am there is some sort of vomit in, involved in it. Uh, it. Vomiting on a wet dog. That's what this smells <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, it's animal abuse. How dare you? Uh, but listen, because it forces the wet dog to then vomit. <laughs> right. So now you have my you vomit, vomit on because top the dog of wet vomited. dog on top right. of wet dog vomit. So here's what happens. You vomit on the wet dog, the wet dog vomits, then the dog no, no, eats no, no, its no. own you vomit, vomit, then on, you vomit right. again that's, because the dog is that's vomiting. That's the problem because the and dog ate its own sick. Perpetual, yeah. perpetual circle of, of puking. I like to call this uh, this smell perpetual sickness. 
That's that's how good an idea this is. <laughs> you know that scene in Family Guy where they all eat that stuff? I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, it. No, please don't. Hey, that's the smell. Stop. Okay, that's we get what it. it is. All right, great. Right Fantastic. there. Yep. That's what it is. Okay, all right, good. All right. That's, that is not how I want to leave people with this show. That, well, that is their standard unit of measure. That is the so. standard unit of measure is disgusting Yankee Candle. Uh, I just I, I didn't think the Family Guy bit was a. Uh, You're welcome. Ugh. Anyone have a palate cleanser? Just real quick, just something happy we could talk about at all. Just any, any anything anything at all that could just cleanse that palate. Nope. Time no. to wrap the show. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> well, hey. I will say this before we wrap the show. I am going to go back on the escalator again, Josh. I'm going to go see uh, Murder on the Orient Express this weekend. Uh, so, uh, Ooh, I want to see that. Yeah, so Enjoy I can't that. wait to can't wait to you talk know, about who's who's that who's that person who's the person oh, who's what's, in her, that? what's her what's her name Judy Dench that's Kenneth right Brana. Judy Dench right. is in it Daisy Dukes <laughs> Daisy Dukes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the nerdy world this week. We want to thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. But the conversation doesn't stop here. We definitely want to hear from you. Tell us what you think about some of these topics. I'd love to hear if anyone did get to watch Mosaic, and I'm not alone in this in- in- endeavor. You can always find us on Nobody Facebook did. by searching That Kind of Nerd, on Twitter at That Kind of Nerd, and on Instagram at That Kind of Nerd Podcast. And again, if you know the person who has That Kind of Nerd on Instagram, you get us in contact with him because I want that handle. Still not funny. That's funny. It's a legitimate plea for help. <laughs> I, okay. I want the goddamn handle. I can't deal with the, the 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 lack of continuity that we can't just be that kind of nerd across all the social media brands. It's bothering the hell out of me. Anyway, thank you so much for making us your walk around the neighborhood you drive to work. We will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see There's many points where we can agree Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd Well, welcome to the club, cause you were that kind of nerd I would like to start this episode with a uh, Warner. We are going to be talking. Wow, with a Warner. Yep, yep. A Warner brother, too. With a Warner. Warner sister Dot. I am looking at you. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. <laughs> you're <laughs> never the captain. I'm the captain. Let's now. let's face it. You're never the captain. Oh, okay. Then you, sir, if you would like to be captain, I would love for you to intro this show. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You moderate. I captain. Yeah, there you go. As a Yankee candle, this one is banana flavored. <laughs> Yankee candle. <laughs> what's <laughs> banana flavored yep is there a banana flavored yankee candle i'm sure there that's, is i don't know but that's what this is as a yankee candle this is clove and gingerbread spice awful so so <laughs> okay all right as a yankee candle as a yankee candle this one is pumpkin <laughs>